in the previous episode of Rogue Soldier. Inside the hospital room, Tom paced restlessly, glancing at the hostages while his hand occasionally brushed against the detonating cord in his coveralls. The presence of the explosives reminded him that he held the power of life and death over everyone present. He knew the situation was dire, but a glimmer of hope sparked when the FBI negotiator in the corridor revealed the name of the friend who was coming in from his unit. His thoughts flashed back to serving beside Jake and how the man had taken him under his wing. Tom's mind was a jumble of emotions. Jake was probably the only person he never wanted to let down, and now everything had unraveled into a complete mess. But perhaps Jake was also the only person on this earth who could actually help him. Rogue Soldier Episode 5 Written by Robert Child Marine Corps Air Station Cherry Point, Havelock, North Carolina The UH-1Y Super Huey touched down on the tarmac at Cherry Point, the whir of its rotors slowly fading as Jake Hamilton stepped out, seeing two of his three-man hand-picked Marine Raider Special Ops team walking toward him. The sun beat down on the airfield, creating a shimmering heat haze as they met and approached the waiting UC-35D Marine Cessna. Jake's eyes locked with his team members, Eduardo and Kelly, as they prepared to board the aircraft. Eduardo, a wise-cracking demolitions expert from Miami, flashed a grin at Jake, pulling a toothpick out of his mouth. Long time, boss. What are we blowing up? Jake smirked. Hopefully nothing, Eduardo. As his comrade flashed disappointment, Next in line was a mountain of a man with a full beard, Kelly from Montana, known amongst the team as MG for Machine Gun Kelly. He was the team's expert marksman and had a reputation for precision and deadly accuracy with any firearm. Glad you could make it, MG, Jake said. Kelly nodded, all business extending a firm handshake. What's the mission? Let's get on that bird. I'll fill you in. As they approached the aircraft's extended steps, they were greeted by Casey, the bespeckled computer hacker from Queens, New York, carrying a large backpack of communications gear. Casey had a dry sense of humor and a way of stating the obvious in a deadpan manner. He chuckled and said, Well, well, well. Look who decided to drag us all on another wild adventure. I hope they serve good coffee on this flight, as he pushed his wire rims further up on his nose. Jake chuckled, clapping Casey on the shoulder. You know it, Casey. I'm glad you brought along the toys I asked for. We're gonna need them. Once they were all on board, the engines roared to life, and the Cessna taxied down the runway, preparing for takeoff. Inside the aircraft, the team settled into their seats, facing each other in the small cabin, anxious to hear Jake's briefing. All right, everyone, listen up, Jake began. We've got a serious situation on our hands with lives at stake. One of our own has gone rogue and taken six hostages at Walter Reed. He's armed with explosives C4, and we need to disarm and capture him before he does something irreversible. The team exchanged stunned glances, their expressions a mix of concern and determination. Eduardo broke the silence. One of our own? Are you sure about this, boss? Jake nodded as Casey probed. One of our own, you mean a Marine? Yep, Jake replied. And not just any Marine, but one of our team from Afghanistan. They were all speechless, but finally MG asked, Who? Tom Stone. That son of a... I never trusted that dude. He was like crazy in the head, Eduardo said. Jake solemn. Hopefully not, but that's what we're going to find out. We need to stop him before anyone gets hurt. Lethal force? 
MG the marksman asked. It's been authorized, but I hope it doesn't come to that. We all know Tom. Love him or hate him, I think there's more to this than meets the eye. Something just doesn't feel right that he'd do something like this. But whatever his reasons, he's got to be stopped. Eduardo spoke up, his voice firm. We're with you, sir. We'll get it done. Casey chimed in, almost thinking aloud. And I thought this was just another typical terrorist mission. Didn't think the terrorist would be one of us. The team nodded in quiet agreement. The gravity of the situation weighed heavy. Jake continued. I have full confidence in each of you. Eduardo, you'll handle disarming the explosives we encounter. MG, you've got the best shot to disarm Tom from a distance. And Casey, I need you to work your magic on any systems that might get in our way. Got it, Casey replied, turning serious. The aircraft began its ascent, and the team settled in for the 60-minute flight to DC. The atmosphere was tense, but there was an unspoken understanding among them, a bond forged on a battlefield 7,000 miles away that went beyond words. They remained a team, and would do whatever it took to bring their brother back, or see to it that he didn't cause an unspeakable tragedy. As the Cessna soared through the skies, Jake couldn't help but think of the path that had led them here, the dangers they had faced together, the bond they shared. All of it had prepared them for this critical moment. But he never expected they would face one of their own, with the fate of innocent lives hanging in the balance. Deep within a secret CIA command bunker at Walter Reed, CIA operative Larson sat surrounded by a team of highly trained surveillance specialists. The dimly lit room was filled with the soft glow of multiple computer screens, each displaying live feeds from various security cameras positioned throughout the medical center. Larson's eyes were fixed on one particular camera feed showing the exterior of the cardiovascular recovery ward. Sir, a voice crackled over the communication system. It was the team's lead technician, Emily. We've got eyes and ears on the building perimeter, and we're ready to proceed with bugging the hospital room. Larson nodded and leaned closer to the monitor screens, studying the layout of the hospital. Good. I want live audio and video feed from inside that room. Emily nodded to the rest of the team, and they immediately sprang into action. They huddled around the digital blueprint of the hospital's internal structure, plotting the most discreet path to the room on the second floor where Tom Stone was holding the hostages. Larson's mouth went dry remembering the warning given to him by his superiors. Failure was not an option. His very life depended on the successful outcome of this situation. We'll need to use the air ducts, Emily said into her earpiece, pointing to the ventilation system on the blueprint. It'll be the most inconspicuous way to get close to the room without arousing suspicion. Larson replied back. Agreed. The ventilation system is the best route. Once you're in position, make sure the bugs are deployed discreetly. We can't afford any slip-ups. Stone cannot know we are monitoring him. The team split into pairs, each pair assigned to a specific part of the ventilation system. Larson watched their progress on the live security camera feeds. As the surveillance team inched closer to their destination, Larson's nerves were on edge. The gravity of the situation weighed heavily on his shoulders. He knew that the success of the mission rested on his ability to gain access to Tom Stone's negotiations with Jake Hamilton. Finally, after what felt like an eternity, the surveillance team reached the ventilation shaft outside the targeted room. Emily whispered through her earpiece, We're in position. Ready to deploy the bugs. Larson's voice revealed impatience. Go ahead. Don't waste any more time. With practiced precision, 
the team planted the bugs at strategic points within the ventilation ducts, at the room where Tom held the hostages. They activated the audio and video feeds, and the live transmission flickered onto one of the screens in Larson's command center. The feed showed Tom Stone pacing inside the hospital room, the hostages still visible, and the yellow detonating cord in his coveralls a constant reminder of the danger they all faced. As the minutes ticked by, Larson focused on the live feed, studying Stone's state of mind. He held his breath, waiting for Jake Hamilton to arrive and begin negotiations. But Larson remained resolved, ready to act at a moment's notice if he believed things were heading south. The operation to destroy the medical records had to proceed, but even more importantly, it had to remain top secret. And the man who could bring the whole house down held six military hostages, whose fate Larson found himself caring less about with each passing hour. The UC-35D Marine Cessna touched down smoothly at a discreet landing zone near Walter Reed National Military Medical Center. The door of the aircraft swung open, and Jake Hamilton, along with his three-man Marine Special Ops team, stepped out onto the tarmac in a waiting black SUV. The air was heavy with tension, and they knew they had little time to waste. Kelly scanned the surroundings, his eyes sharp and vigilant, while Eduardo checked their gear, ensuring everything was in order. Casey, with his dry humor intact, quipped, I just hope this goes smoother than my last blind date. Jake gave a slight smile at Casey's attempt to lighten the mood as they all piled into the SUV for the 20-minute ride to the medical center. Passing through the gated exterior of Walter Reed, Jake spied the reporter, Jim Andrews, whose television report he had seen earlier. Lit by a bright camera light, the reporter appeared to be in the middle of another on-scene report. Jake turned to his team inside the SUV for some final encouragement. All right, let's focus. Tom is holding hostages on the second floor. We'll need to stay sharp and work as a team. Exiting the SUV at a back entrance of Building 3, they moved swiftly, blending into the hospital's surroundings as they made their way inside. The area, eerily empty, appeared devoid of medical personnel and patients, yet an underlying sense of urgency hung in the air. Upon reaching the cardiovascular recovery ward, they found the balding FBI lead negotiator still present, though visibly relieved to see reinforcements. Jake approached him, extending his hand. I'm Colonel Jake Hamilton. What's the current situation? The negotiator shook Jake's hand firmly. Agent Wilson. He is still inside the room with six hostages. As of now, he hasn't released anyone. He's agitated. But we believe he's open to communication. Jake nodded, his mind quickly processing the information. Has he mentioned any demands or motives? Agent Wilson hesitated for a moment. He's been somewhat cryptic about his intentions. He seems fixated on not revealing any motive. We haven't been able to pinpoint a way to reach him. Kelly interjected. Tom was a Marine Raider like us. It's possible he's dealing with unresolved issues from the service. Jake agreed. That's a good point, MG. We need to understand what's driving him. I'll take over negotiations from here. The negotiator handed Jake the bullhorn. Be careful, Colonel, and Godspeed. Jake nodded, his expression determined. Thanks for your efforts, Agent Wilson. We'll do our best to resolve this peacefully. With that, Jake stepped forward and raised the bullhorn, calling out to Tom inside the room. Tom, it's Jake. Remember we served together. I want to help you. Let's talk and find a way to end this without anyone getting hurt. Inside the hospital room, Tom's agitated pacing halted as he heard Jake's voice. He hesitated, then responded, Jake, is that really you? Jake's heart sank at the sadness in Tom's voice. Yes, Tom, it's me. 
We can work this out together. I need you to release the hostages and we can talk. The tension in the air was palpable as Tom and Jake engaged in a delicate dance of words. The situation was far from resolved, but Jake was determined to reach his former comrade and find a way to bring him back from the brink. Unbeknownst to Jake, CIA operative Larson was working his angle behind the scenes, observing the situation from his hidden location. Their paths had not yet crossed, but little did they know that their missions were about to collide in a dangerous and unexpected manner.